0: Hey everyone, and welcome to 30 Extra Lives, the podcast. We are at episode number 9, and I'm your host, Tom Lynch. Uh, If you caught us last week, then you know. And uh, if you listened to the opening eight seconds before I mercifully cut the sound off, uh, we are in another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode. Uh, We are continuing our watch through of the next mutation. And we are on Season 1, Episode 2 uh episode titled East Meets West part 2 uh of the 5 part opening series um let's just uh let's just get to it real quick uh, i guess it's not it's still not good um and it's still not good okay so let's uh let's run down what what happened here so the uh we we open up with splinter sick on the bed or the couch or whatever it is and the turtles are freaking out, they don't know why. And at the same time they're making jokes uh about getting a vet instead of a doctor. I don't know, like they're whatever. I guess they're supposed to be jokier uh in this. But they, they like Splinter is like dying and they're like, eh, whatever, it's funny jokes. So anyway, the lights get knocked out and uh <laughs> and the turtles are worried that the foot have returned to their home uh which why stay at your home when the foot know you're there like again following up on the last episode they should be gone by now so <laughs> so that's when you know the intro hits and that's awful and it comes back the turtles are all tied up by their feet up on the you know the roof of the train station and that's when venus makes her uh you know makes her grand entrance i guess uh she introduces herself as venus something something i don't know she says it really quick uh not really sure what the name is and i actually can't find it easily online i might not be looking hard enough uh and she says that she is a shinobi so she's not a ninja she's a other type of ninja <laughs> and so i guess what i kind of expected the turtles kind of just laugh her off uh and they just call her girl turtle for the next several scenes like the most like just just chauvinistic like whatever girl turtle uh mike tries to hit on her a bunch uh which is gross you know whatever uh she does you know Shut him down, and and throughout this whole episode, I'm learning maybe Venus is the cool one out of this series. Uh, maybe I've remembered it wrong, um, but suddenly Leo has a, a moment of realization when he's like, oh, yeah, there was a fifth turtle in the jar with us, you know, this fifth turtle that hasn't been around or mentioned or anything, but suddenly he remembers it, uh, so that's how they explain her is, you know, there was a fifth turtle in the jar. Uh, Her master found her on the ground and took her home, and so she was just, you know, across the world with him. Uh, So now she's back, back in the New York groove. Oh boy, that was... That song is going to be stuck in my head for the rest of the week now. Thanks, me. So... She then, you know, explains why Splinter is so messed up. You know, basically like he's trapped in the dream realm, you know, her master died. I'm not really sure about that, but her master's otherwise incapacitated if not dead. Um and uh and explains that like no, these dragons are holding him, like we need to get to the dream realm to save him. And so Don's a jerk about it and basically goes, like, oh, what about leprechauns? Like he doesn't believe her. So everyone's just like waving her off and she's just letting it roll off her shoulders. Like she's dealing with these idiots pretty well. Uh, so <laughs> from there, uh, here's probably not, not scene of the week, but, but close uh, we get in- introduced to our bumbling foot ninjas, uh, which every one of these, you know, children's shows of this era had to have, at least two characters that just trip over each other all the time so i don't know if these guys continue through the rest of the show or if they're just around for this this little bit but you know they're you know weak and whimper and one's got a neck brace and the other has a broken arm and a bunch of and they just fall over themselves trying to like apologize to shredder uh And so Shredder says, like, look, we're going to get everyone all fired up. We're going to go kill the turtles. It happens tonight, you know, as if that doesn't happen every night where they plan to kill the turtles. But anyway, so we go back uh, to the turtles, and Leo and Venus are up on the roof of a building, and they're talking about, I don't know, just random junk about where they came from. And then it turns out, She mentions, uh, you know, I want to help you and your brothers. And so Leo reveals that none of them are related. So suddenly, what has always been a story about family and a story about these four brothers sticking together, now they're not related because that way one of them can hook up with Venus and it's not weird. Uh, So, you know, she's not their sister. They aren't brothers. No one's related. As far as I know, this is the only iteration of the Charles where that is even remotely the case and it's weird it's a weird thing to uh decide to do um so, so so Venus after this you know realizing that like oh great now I've got to deal with so first of all Mike being gross is slightly less gross he doesn't know they're not related or maybe he does I don't know but it's disgusting um so then Venus is afraid that, like, Leo's going to start hitting on her, which he kind of does. So... she's like, hey, let's go back. We'll, you know, get Splinter or whatever. So she heads into the Dream Realm. Uh, and then, you know, Splinter is held hostage by, like, these mystical shackles or whatever. And you only, we only see the back of this evil dragon. And he's, like, taunting him or whatever. And then there's some little mascot guy who, you know, just makes the worst little cackle sounds i think his name is winkle i couldn't really it's something stupid like that and uh and then you know the the dragon's like oh well we'll catch your sons ha, ha ha and then uh and then he splinter's like what my kids can't do this like you're dumb like they can't come here and then uh and then he turns around and points at venus and goes she will teach him and, uh, and then Venus gets spotted and then runs and just jumps out of the dream realm. Which, if it was that easy to just, like, turn and hide, why couldn't anyone have just done that at any time? So I, I don't... The, the, the logical consistency of the dream realm in Ninja Turtles The Next Mutation uh, leaves something to be desired. So anyway, she uh, goes off to the park... Where she's walking around complaining about something or other, and then she says, "I hear disciplined silence." So she—it's not silence if she can hear it. Uh, so, and then this is this is our scene of the week or scene of the episode because I don't do this every week. Uh, oh boy! Anyway. Uh, So she hears these foot ninjas show up, and then they all attack her, and she starts fighting them. And so we cut back to the turtles who are still at home, and Leo goes, you know, we probably shouldn't have let her just run off on her own. Raph, go find her. So (laughs) Raph takes the minute and a half it takes to go through all of the cuts to get on his motorcycle, which are all the same cuts from the first episode. And I have a feeling they fill in a solid minute and a half of every episode going forward with this getting into a vehicle montage. Uh, And it takes... It takes a solid three cuts of cut back to Venus fighting the foot. Cut back to Raph just ripping down a street like nothing fancy. He's just going straight down just a just a street, just an empty street. Uh, and he finally shows up, uh, and she's already taken care of him. And he shows him goes, "Okay, you're safe. Thanks." Like he did anything. Like the the amount of like talking down they do to Venus is ludicrous. Uh, it's just. It's bad. Uh, so while, but I will give this to Venus. While she's beating the crap out of the Foot Ninja, uh, she's throwing in a bunch of sweet puns about the swing set and uh, and something else. Thought I wrote it down. I didn't. So she then reads one of the Foot Ninja's minds. She can just read minds. So like not only is she like, you know, more stealthy than the Ninja Turtles uh, and stronger than them and faster than them, She can also read minds, so she's, like, super-powered Ninja Turtle. Uh, So, finds out that the foot is going to attack their home again, which, duh, like, come on, listen to me here 20 years later when I tell you that if they know where you are. Anyway, uh, so... Uh, She goes back and explains that she can read minds, and everyone's like, you can read minds? And Mike's like, are you reading my mind? And she goes, no, your mind's empty. Total burn on Michelangelo. So they... uh, Oh, man, I can't even read my notes here. Oh, right, okay. So they go to... They go to the Foot Clan headquarters, which apparently they know where it is. So everyone knows where everyone is. Uh, And they go into, quote, mega stealth uh, <laughs> and, like, sneak into the rafters. Uh, and then Shredder, you know, waits for his people to get him or whatever in his green room. And they come up to him and go, you know, hey, Shredder, everyone's ready. He's like, "Are th- is everyone here? And then they're like, yeah, standing room only. Like, they were selling tickets or something? Like, this was a a show that Shredder was putting on? Uh, it, oh, boy. Okay, so the turtles are up in the rafters. Shredder walks in. He pulls down the mic from the top—the Let's Get Ready to Rumble mic—that's you know floating from the roof—and uh, and just kind of yells a bunch of nothing about how they're gonna kill the turtles, and everyone cheers. But it's like it's really half-hearted cheering; like they're not really into it. But you know, it's eh, Shredder. You know, he he pays us. We should give him a give him a hand. Uh, so then. Of course, the rafters the turtles are on is directly above Shredder's head, and it breaks and they all fall. Uh, Venus, meanwhile, catches a rope that none of the other turtles catch, which makes sense because she's better than them in basically every way. Uh, So they, you know, to to give a good, bad pun, Leo says, sorry, we just had to drop in. And they stand and they banter for a minute, and then they get into this really long-winded fight Uh, where they do the uh, Ninja Turtles 2 move of just cutting to each turtle individually and just, like, watching them do their little fight scene and then cutting to the next. And then they seem to be winning. Uh, And then (laughs) Shredder just stands there and just kind of goes, destroy them. Uh, Like, he doesn't care. Like, he's like, eh, they're here. Like, eh, destroy them, I guess. You know, get rid of them. Uh and then I swear like I looked down to take a drink and looked up and they the turtles were on their backs. So they got defeated suddenly like some turn of events uh too many ninjas foot ninjas or whatever. So uh so then Venus calls from the rafters for Oroku Saki. And you know Shredder gets all spooked and goes who said that? And so Venus drops down to the floor and somehow she's injured. I don't know when that happened. Uh, but it turns out she can read people's minds from any distance. So she was just, like, floating above Shredder, you know, 10 feet above him, and just read his mind that, you know, he was a Rokusaki. And so then she, like, mind blasts him, and then he's, like, electrocuted with mind waves. and uh, And then... She says "We're she brought Oroku Saki back to the surface because he would be ashamed of what Shredder's become. So Shredder just kind of like quivers and falls over and then they announce he's over and the Shredder's over and he's defeated. So then Leo grabs a mic and just says like, hey, uh, you know, Shredder was never honorable and you guys are dumb. Uh, the foot's over. And then that's it like the foot is the footer defeated like this whole they've been fighting shredder for decades and venus shows up mind blasts him for half a second he falls over and that's it and then all the foot just go like yeah right i guess like he seemed like kind of a dick i don't i just kind of followed him because you know i mean you were following him i wasn't following him. i was following you like this is your fault and then they all just kind of disperse and that's it and it's uh i don't know like i i I don't know why have Shredder in the show at all. If, if that's what you're going to do to him, it doesn't like he's supposed to be their big bad. And if he's not, then why, why why have him there? Like why have him be the big bad for two episodes and then have him be defeated in such a bizarre way? Like at least kick him in the head or something or put him in another garbage truck. I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Um, oh, and speaking of Shredder being in the show, so I I had thought that this show was based on the movie. It apparently they claimed in the uh, the run up to the show this was supposed to be a continuation of the old '87 cartoon, which makes some sense that you know Shredder's still alive, but you know there's no Krang, um, even though he's clearly you know around and I think Krang is the character that they later said like oh yeah if we had a second season we would have brought Krang back and all the other Bebop from and Rocksteady and whatever we've been through that uh but so the the show comes out and it's clearly based on the movies except for the part where Shredder's alive and April O'Neil and Casey Jones are just gone like I get case if you're following the cartoon sure don't have Casey Jones in he wasn't around that much but to to lose April too is just it's weird It's weird, but I guess Venus is the female character now, so they didn't bring April back, which is crappy. I don't know. Um, So, anyway, back to the episode. Uh, They stand around. Like, no one checks on Shredder. Like, they say he's defeated, but no one goes, like, hey, you know, Saki, are you cool? And he doesn't, like, wake up and shake their hand and, like, go off into the sunset. He just falls over, and they just go, that's it. So uh so then they now that they've defeated Shredder they can learn how to dreamwalk from Venus and they can go and save Splinter and that's where the episode ends. Um it's so a lot of a lot of plot movement um you know we get we finally get officially introduced to the female turtle and uh or sorry lady turtle as they like to call her. Uh although somewhere in the middle of the episode she gets uh, her name Venus de Milo. I don't remember why, but she doesn't like correct them. She doesn't go like, no, that's not my name. My name is something different. She just goes, She just kind of rolls with it. So I don't. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, so she's going to teach them how to dream walk, and then uh, and then they'll go and try and save Splinter. And they've got well, there's another three episodes in this story. So I doubt they do it on the next one. Uh so yeah, it's still bad. It's still a bad show. Um, and this this was harder to pick a, a scene of the episode because um, there really wasn't anything that stood out as good. So I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. But uh, I think I think once again I'm going to need another week off from this. I don't know that I can. Or maybe it's better to just do it all at once. Just just crank through. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if I can handle it. Um, but that's that's it. That'll do it for this week. That's episode number two of the next mutation. Uh, it's uh, it's still a bad show. Uh, maybe it'll turn around. All right. Well, that's it for tonight's episode. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, as always, come back every Tuesday for another episode of Third Extra Lives the podcast. Hit up 30extralives.com for webcomics every Monday and Friday, and another webcomic every Wednesday at thecatwhoalwaysdies.com. So let's see. Was there anything? Oh, yes. Hit me up on Twitter, T at T 117. Uh, and any questions you want answered, uh, shoot an email at 30 lives at gmail.com, and uh, we'll get those right on the air. And uh, yeah. I guess that about does it. So thanks for tuning in. I've been Tom Lynch, and you've been awesome.